look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Lifestyle matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli. My co-host is missing in action. So this is going to be a great show because he's nowhere to be found. Actually, he's away on vacation. So I guess we can give him a few days off. We've got a great show today. A new report finds that 85% of married women are not active in making long-term financial decisions. We're going to discuss that and the risk of gray divorce. That's on the on the rise in this country. And if you sold your home, don't report it to CRA. You may be penalized. Yeah, and if, and sorry, if you don't, you may be penalized. And that's a big concern. So we're going to talk to Nizam Sajani, who's an accountant and has his firm talking about the risks of that. And we'll also, uh, you know, use his brain to get some tax tips as we end off this uh, tax season and get ready for a 2018 tax year. <laughs> First, uh, need to talk about the Health Quality Council of Alberta and about a recent survey about family experiences with long-term care facilities. This is a big topic amongst our listeners, amongst my clients. Uh, we need to have a bit more conversation. So let's bring in the experts here. We've got Andrew Nooner. He's a CEO at the Health Quality Council of Alberta. Andrew, welcome to the show. Good morning, Faisal. Thank you. So how do, we, how, how do Albertans generally feel about long-term care facilities in general? Well, most Albertans feel pretty good, and clearly what we heard um, is that many Albertans want to express their thoughts and feelings on how they experience care in uh, long-term care services. And so when when they're feeling okay about this, so what do the long-term care facilities do well? And then let's take it to the other side. What could they improve on? Well, a, a lot of facilities uh, do all things well. Um, in, in what our report is really showing that there are also facilities at the other end of the spectrum. So what we see in the results of our survey is significant variation between those who perform well or consistently perform well and others. Okay, so, so when we look at, um, at some of the key things that people should take away from that recent survey and the reports, what should be the key things that people should take away from the, that survey? Well, the, the key things, if, if you're in a place where you're thinking about your future or I know we now have, we live in an age where seniors are looking after seniors yeah. and um, contemplating that, uh, you know, the next move might be into a facility where there is either 24 or 7 staff or other types of services, it's, it's really important to get a sense of what the perspective of those who currently live in these environments, how they experience care on a day-to-day basis. So this would be one way of informing uh, yourself on what the options might be and the kinds of things that would be important to you because uh, many of these facilities are quite different and they cater to different needs. And so... There are many of my clients, and like you said, seniors taking care of seniors or retirees taking care of retirees. Um, they're, they're, a lot of my clients are in what I call the sandwich generation or the open face 
sandwich uh, generation where they're taking care of uh, the generation above and the generation below or just the generation above. And so uh, for those who are looking out at facilities for their their loved ones, they're, they're doing their due diligence on this. What are some of the things you can give them as, a, as uh, words of advice or things to look out for when they're going through these facilities? Well, certainly in the report, we cover a number of dimensions of care. So we talk about staffing, the care of belongings, the environment. Um, We talk about the food, how information is provided to families, and and how facilities meet basic needs. So we cover a wide area of topics. Um, So this helps inform people, I think, firstly, just what, what, what might we expect in a facility what are the kinds of things we ought to look for? And I think it informs families and individuals uh, so that when they do make a site visit, um, they'll, they'll be able to ask the right questions, um, speak a bit of the language that we speak on a day-to-day basis, and, and speak with the managers of a facility and be able to ask the right questions. Now, some of the rumor mill I'm hearing from clients and some listeners of the show is that there's there's waiting lists for, especially in the urban areas, Edmonton, Calgary, for example. Do you are you finding that to be true? And if if they are waiting lists, what are the type of facilities that are, that the waiting lists are happening on, and what are the facilities that are not? So the the survey doesn't uh, contemplate waiting lists. And uh, I do hear the same things of waiting lists in urban areas, and that comes down to personal preference. I I know that uh, some of the more ethnic-based facilities will have different kinds of waiting lists for people who are interested in those kinds of environments. And then, of course, as we get more into the rural areas of the province, uh, whether there's a waiting list or not sometimes isn't isn't as big an issue because you don't have choices. You know, there's there's more limited choices once you yeah. start getting out into the rural environments. And in some places, there's only one choice unless people are prepared to relocate or travel. And, and typically, that's not the case as they want to be near their extended families and friends. In the entire survey, what part of it surprised you the most? Well, the positive surprise for us continually when we do these is the response rate. So uh, we get uh, roughly a 65% response rate, which represents 7,500 families responded. So anybody who uh, knows how surveys are, are done will recognize that that's incredibly high response rate. So that sends us a very, very clear message that uh, families um, have a lot to say, they have a lot to contribute, and they want their voice heard. And so for us, this is really a way of bringing together the voice of Albertans in this particular area, and that will help inform the providers of care in these uh, facilities to hopefully respond and to acknowledge areas where they can make improvements to meet the needs of the families who are responding. So when I was looking through some of the uh, the report, I saw that uh, some of the responses came out as follows. Only 18% of family members said there was always enough nurses or aides. What are your thoughts about that? So that always comes up as one of the um, consistent findings in our surveys that uh, residents would like to have more staff. And I, I know that's been an ongoing issue for the providers. Um, but we also acknowledge that in some places, facilities have managed to um, come up with creative solutions, how they engage uh, family members, how they engage with their volunteers, how um, how they organize their staffing around particular needs of the residents during the day. 
Um, but I think it's part of the um, human condition, if I can put it that way, that we'd always like to see more staff around. But it is something that certainly the providers need to keep an eye on, and they need to listen to the residents and and understand exactly what is it that they would like more of if there were nurses and aides available. If there was one piece of information you'd give to the government or to these uh, long-term care facility owners in regards to things that they should change and they should do it right away, what would it be? Well, I, I think the experience of the families needs to be incorporated into the standards. So the government this year passed legislation requiring all facilities to have a resident and family council. So that's a great place for those conversations to happen and to be more engaged with the families. And the work that we do is probably um, the most comprehensive piece of information that uh, is available that they can use as a starting point. So this is really um, about starting the right kinds of conversations with the family. It's about the leadership at the facility. It's about uh, being engaged with the families. Um, All those sort of very practical aspects. I don't think that anything enormously technically complicated. Uh, It's just having the discussions. And as we've noted in our survey, clearly there are facilities who are doing this really well. And those who may be struggling, um, now you see uh, what your neighbors and facilities in other areas are, how they're scoring. And perhaps uh, a bit of a visit in the conversation to other facilities that are doing well might be one of the things that I would consider if I recognize places where I wasn't doing as well as I could. You know, Andrew, I thank you for your your contribution today because I think that's the good spot to end it there because I think we need to benchmark these facilities or compare one to another and these types of surveys and more information being sent out on on how you can compare facility versus facility will help the public make those educated decisions. I want to thank you for your time today. Great. Thanks so much. That's Andrew Nooner, CEO at Health Quality Council of Alberta. Now, health is the biggest concern for many Canadians. They worry about these types of costs in the future. They worry about will their retirement savings be able to support the cost of of long-term care facilities, of their lifestyle today, and everything in between. And we're going to discuss that on Tuesday, May 29th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits and Beer. Now you need to reserve your seats. So give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, coming up next, do you have to tell the government if you sell your property? Is that a yes or a no? And will you have to pay a penalty if you don't? We'll talk about that and much more. It is in a 770 CHQR and more than money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.